White on Rice podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to uh, the White on Rice podcast. I'm Yu Bang. I'm David Crab. And uh, we have a returning guest. We have a returning Number, guest. Our second one. We have a returning guest who has a new job. That's yep. why we asked her to come on. But is it even more important that you're also a new podcaster? Yes. Oh. Our guest is a has a new brand new podcast yeah. as well. Um, you want to introduce her? Oh, I can just introduce myself. You should introduce yourself. yourself. Hi, listeners. This is Pahua Yang Hoffman um, (laughs) coming back as a returning guest. I feel so honored. Yeah. And when we spoke to you last, you were in your role, the role that you're still currently in. Yes. At the St. Paul, Minnesota Foundation, but recently had pretty big jump across sectors, you could say, to become, you were recently appointed, let me see if I can, a senior vice president of government and community relations. Yes. At Health Partners. That's right. At Health Partners. Mm -hmm. So this was not in the bingo Mm -hmm. cards for me. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. And it came together pretty fast. Yeah. yeah, But I'm still at the foundation now through, I still have eight more days. Mm -hmm. And then just cleaning things up. First of all, huge congrats on this role. That's that's super exciting. It is exciting. I'm a little terrified, but but excited. Do, Do you know where I get most news about you? Is I'm dying to know. Your husband. <laughs> is it? Like, he's a, he's he's, he's like, a, he just he is, a, is your biggest. He's hype my megaphone. Man. I know. Like I see anything that's happening or anything that's on the news, he puts it up on his Instagram. I he has so, an alert. He has yeah. an alert so, with my name. So I don't I don't generally follow you. I follow him. Yeah. And then when he puts up stuff with you, where I'm like, I'll message him like. Tell her congrats. I'm like, what am I doing? I can just. I, just like, like, I know you have my number. Yeah, I was like, shoot, why am I telling him to tell you? Right, because I'll do an interview, yeah. you know, and I'll have forgotten about yeah. it. Yeah, and you'll go the articles up because <laughs> he's got an alert. Yeah, All right, it's uh, at Exile on Eat Street, right? Is this Exile on Eat Street is his Instagram handle? Yeah. Yes, everybody and look think, him up. I think it's public, guys. If you want to, if you yeah. want to follow news about, if you want to follow Pahua, mm-hmm. like you go. If just you want go. the latest breaking news <laughs> about me or. Italian art. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I don't get the Italian art thing because I'm not like super into art and I'll see a picture in there and I'm like, yeah, this is boobs. <laughs> and, like, and, like, oh. and then that's, that's, hey, art is whatever it, you explicit. make it. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then I'd be like, then I start reading the description that he puts down and I'm like, oh, never mind. Like, yeah, this is art. This it's is not a boobs, rare, it's art. I'm this like, is what? a rare Caravaggio. It's a yeah. okay. I know. He's like, with boobs. Yeah, he's so fancy. I'm like, oh. Yeah. All right, start off by giving us an overview of what this job is. But, but hey, before we do that, can we talk a little bit about your podcast? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Let's talk about podcasts. So by I the came way, on I this so appreciate podcast. you yep. yeah. coming on. So I came on this podcast. This is a story I want to tell. <gasps> is that you both so inspired me. Stop. Um, oh, my gosh. Like, wow, here were two friends. Wow. And ah, friends is a tough in their <laughs> associates, <laughs> two people who seemingly are friendly to each other, just bringing interesting people. It's a business relationship. Yeah. And, and talking to them and, and pulling out cool things about what people are doing in this, in the city, in the state. And, um, that's why we started our podcast, but it actually wasn't that way. Oh, shoot. Um, I was ready to take full credit. I know maybe in the next one, but it, it happened <laughs> because I developed this really great relationship with my colleague, Nadej Souvenir, who's my podcast mm-hmm. co-host. Mm-hmm. And she and I, because I was new at the time, this is about, you know, almost two years ago, she was the one who was onboarding me, getting me situated at mm-hmm. the foundation. And so she and I just spent a lot of time yeah. at coffee shops after work, grabbed me a glass of wine. And we would just talk not just about work, but about each other 
mm-hmm. and we just developed this sisterhood. And um, another coworker named Melanie, who heads up, she's our chief marketing officer, said, "Hey, why not?" share your conversations with Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the rest of the world. And so we were trying to think of a good name. By the way, podcast names, all the good ones. Absolutely true. Whoa, God, mm -hmm. everyone I wanted was taken. Every pun you can think of, everything you Mm -hmm. want. Or even like quirky things about yourself. You're like, oh, I could say it this way. That's right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, dang it. Oh, nope, taken, taken, taken. choice was two handsome men, taken. Yeah. Oh. And then we tried the Joe Rogan experience, taken. (laughs) Yeah, bummer. It was wild. <laughs> and what is what's Dessa's? Hers is he, um, yeah, uh, the one that was done by BBC. It's the human one, yeah. right? I've I listened to it. Yeah, I don't remember. Sorry, Dessa, I, I am mm-hmm. following it. I have a great story, by the way, of seeing Dessa on a dating app. If you ever want to hear it, Ooh. yeah, it just goes like I swiped right, and then that was it. That was the end. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the story. Uh, <laughs> Every day he still goes on there. Are we matching yet? Are we matching? Has it, has it happened? No, yeah. I guess not. But what we said in our podcast was we were trying to figure out in, uh, a name, and she, this is so Nadej, she scrolled through our text history. Oh. And she said, Do you know that we always, not always, maybe, but often end our mm-hmm. conversation with, Thank you so much. I so appreciate you. Mm. And mm. that became the name. See, that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how we got this one, right? Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah, that's a cool name. If we would have done that, it'd be like, cool, bro. Yeah. That's, the name. That, that's that probably would have been the name. That would be the name cool, of, yeah, it would be cool, bro. I bet it's taken. What's the, it probably <laughs> is. It probably is. <laughs> and then if someone hasn't listened, what's the premise of the, of the podcast? The premise of the podcast is two women working in a nonprofit, working in philanthropy, and having conversations about... Um, Things that may be popping up in the news or maybe an interesting article that we mm-hmm. just read or people doing great work, just like how you do it here mm-hmm. that we want to highlight, mm-hmm. right? So there's like our first episode was about professionalism. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that mean? And does she and I as women of color have to perpetuate what was professionalism when we were coming up? Mm-hmm. Can we change that? Mm-hmm. Um, to talking about how has the pandemic changed work environments? Mm-hmm. Um, to talking about how CEOs of Fortune 500 companies thinking differently about their own leadership when it comes to raising the bar on racial equity, mm-hmm. right? So that's why we had a converse, our conversation. Our last episode was with uh, Christoph Beck, CEO of Ecolab. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Cool. We use their stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Wow, that's really great. Yeah, and you guys finished season one. We finished season one. We had Mm -hmm. seven episodes and a bonus episode where I talk about my departure. Mm -hmm. So sad face. So what I also learned about putting a podcast together is I'm looking at both of you on this, like what you're not seeing listeners is this Mm -hmm. is like a bare bone operation. There's just a table and there's not one post-it note or piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry. That is not true for Nadej and I. We're, we're like such newbies that we had like all the stuff. You have notes and everything. We have yeah. notes. Mm-hmm. No, uh, we cannot do the stuff on the It's basically because Dave and I can BS pretty well. So <laughs> we, that's why we don't have notes and stuff. No, it's yeah. very interesting though because I remember when we first started thinking the same thing. Like, yeah. you know, you also had the full research or whatever. And it's it's interesting. So like before you came on, I read the one, this 100 article. Yeah. And that's sort of how I typically do it with a guest like i'm gonna read something yeah. um that i sort of keep in mind but i've, I've thought about that too before because we don't really necessarily jot it down and i think for us at least the premise of the podcast is probably a little bit different than yours because we actually sort of often 
the whole point is for it to be the 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 direction of it to go for by you know the guest the guest is like directing Mm -hmm. the conversation so we're we're so new that we couldn't let go of that control yet maybe season two no if you turn it to more interview style maybe you know that's so do you have plans for season two can we expect it coming up well, we're in talks. We're in talks. About what the future could look like, even mm-hmm. with my departure. So stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Spotify is reaching out. Yeah. So They're like, don't, don't stop now. Don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> was I it a hundred million, right? Or was it 200 million? million? It's or was the around for, there. For you two? Around okay. there. Yeah. So everybody yeah. can look up. I so appreciate you. I think we're going to go ahead and take 50% of the credit. Yeah. I mean, you we had another. When, I, when Spotify I, makes you, you know, has yeah. you sign that hundred million dollar deal. You know what else that surprised me about our podcast is. Uh, how many men were listening to it that we heard really? from? Yes. Good. It, the first few times when you get like people like like messaging you, you know, yeah. or, or like sending in comments like, oh, yeah, da, da, da. you're like, people actually listen. You're like, surprised they listen, people listen. Yeah. And then they weren't just saying it. Like they, they, they mm-hmm. quoted yeah, yeah, pieces yeah. from the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's just really cool to get that kind of immediate feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right. So that's your first project. The second project, since we've talked with you last, mm-hmm. even bigger in scope. Yeah. Tell us about it. What is this role? What does it entail? What is so this role? Um, so, like you said, um, David, it's the senior vice president of, of government and community relations at Health Partners. So, what I will be doing there's there's three big buckets to my work: the heading up the government affairs team. So these are this is a Lobbyists. highly regulated industry, yeah. right? Yeah. So, like banking, like insurance, we need to make sure that we're on top of things that may affect our business. So, we have a te- a government affairs team. Then there's the community engagement team that goes out into community, show up at community events. And so I oversee that team. And then um, there are eight hospital foundations mm-hmm. that, oh, wow. that fall under health partners that I'll get a role in helping guide. So, so you're, you're so no, no big, th- as I'm telling so you, this, I'm like, you're, you're in charge <laughs> getting of all really three of those buckets. Yes. Holy crap. So mainly, a role like this is highly, I mean, you have, how many people are going to be reporting up to you at the end of the day? Like, what's the? I, I don't think it's a very big team, but there's 25,000 people who work yeah, you know, for Health Partners. Partners. Mm-hmm. So I think my team is around 12 to 15 people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's not including people who work uh, on the on the foundation. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. to be determined. I still haven't started, so I don't really know all the, the numbers yet, but... My team is relatively small, and I know that for sure because I met them. So we met on Zoom, and then I mm. went into the office, and I met them. Where do you um, office out of? It's it's near the airport Mall yeah, America. It's in Bloomington. It's in Bloomington. Right? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I can picture that building. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So mm-hmm. it's the first time in 22 years that I've not taken 94 East. Because mm. every job that I've had mm-hmm. in the last 20 years have been in downtown St. Paul or wow. near downtown St. Paul. And so is, is part of your... Uh, team like lobbyists essentially yes. as well. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Wow, so that's a pretty big spread. Yeah, we of have stuff a we have a team of lobbyists, and the thing that most people don't know about health partners is that they are consumer governed, meaning mm-hmm. that the uh, people who are uh, members uh, through the health insurance or or get care are part of the the board. Mm-hmm. So every board member that that um, serves on health partners board are mm-hmm. themselves consumers. Which is oh. which is cool, mm-hmm. and it, it it kind of meets and um, kind of checks off the boxes for me as far as um, uh, c- 
community engagement, civic engagement, like it's really Citizens League where I was before, where those most impacted are part of um, the solution, right? Mm. Same thing here. Mm-hmm. Um, so what one thing I should disclose is, because some people know, is I served on the board first. So okay. I, I was able to mm. come at understanding the organization, mm-hmm. what it does, um, how it's governed, uh, from a board member seat first. So that okay. was mm-hmm. about two years ago that I joined the board. Okay. No, I, I didn't know that. Did you, like, did you have to then learn up on health partners as this job became, you know, available or I guess, it, or did you already know that just from being on the board, just knowing the ins and outs of health partners? Yeah. Well, I'm giving you this face yet because mm-hmm. I feel like there's always going to be a lot to learn yeah. and it's going to take me years. I mean, my predecessor who mm-hmm. is retiring, um, whose role I'm taking up, she, she's been in this organization for 25 years mm-hmm. and she's still telling me there are things she's now still learning, right. Mm-hmm. Or, or trying to understand because the community constantly changes. Yeah. So uh, certainly I probably know more than most people off the street about health mm-hmm. partners because of the board um, onboarding that I received and just attending board meetings and listening mm-hmm. to the doctors and listening to the people who do um, community engagement, community education about our work. But I, I know that there's still so much to learn yeah. when I start in a couple of, of yeah. weeks. Yeah. 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 What about the shift? like even in sectors, because you're not coming from the healthcare no. industry, mm-hmm. the field. I'm coming into this, and, you know, David, you mentioned the Sahan Journal article, and I remember when that um, reporter reached out to me and said, hey, we just saw the press release. You'll be leaving the St. Paul, Minnesota Foundation to take this role at Health Partners. What's the one thing you want to get across in this in this uh, piece? And I'm like, uh, that I'm an outsider. Yeah. <laughs> um, that I, I don't actually know day to day what that work will be like. Mm-hmm. And I actually think that is a good thing. Yep. And mm. and I'll explain because I think I've approached maybe the this job, the one I have now, and the last few jobs with this same approach, um, same outlook, same mindset. Is that it's not that the people inside don't know. It's just that, um, like I said earlier, the world is changing all the time. And if we're still where we are right now with health disparities, if we're still the way we are right now um, with the education gap, then it does it really hurt to have an outsider come in and go, tell me again why mm-hmm. we do the things yep. we do yeah, in absolutely. this way? And so I think sometimes you just need uh, uh, some fresh eyes and and someone who brings a different lived experience to the yeah. role. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think um, that's what I will add value here mm-hmm. in this role. And I think it's what I've add value in the role that I have now because um, I was a grantee, um, a community member, uh, an executive director. And I just brought that outside view into philanthropy because sometimes um, the folks who are making decisions often don't have that lived experience of yep. being in a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I totally mm. can connect to that. We're working on a book project right now. Oh my gosh, exciting. Yeah. What's the title? <laughs> We're still working okay. on It's that. The Da Vinci Code 2, I yeah. think. Yeah. <laughs> three, part three. <laughs> no. All right. And, and um, we're interviewing uh, co-authors. Yes. And I've had a few conversations where people are like, hey, uh, will your author, will, like, it'd be really cool if the author is Hmong. Mm. And I was mm. like, hmm, interesting. Um, I think that I think that that would be a really cool idea. But I also know that in the Hmong community, we get so um, tunnel vision about our experience in That's the Hmong right. community right. that I actually 
am more motivated by authors who aren't Hmong to come in. And mm. so they have that fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. And so when we're talking about mom and dad's story and we're, we're talking about how they left Laos and all this stuff. So they have a different view going, huh, here are some things I'm picking up. Because I think that's so, that we're, we're so like, as a monk kid growing up and all this, like yeah. I'm so deep in it that sometimes. We're fish and water, yeah. right? And and yeah. so I've gotten some flack for that. Where it's like, you should be, it should be all monk, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, right. you know, we I've made a real strong commitment that this whole project will be all AAPI. So, so even mm. our authors are all AAPI authors that we've been uh, interviewing for the last few weeks here. And this, it's been like six months. We've been going through some, all this stuff. And it was so awesome when I was interviewing with some of these other authors who are AAPI and they, that's Asian American oh, Pacific, Pacific Islander. Islander. Yeah. And they're, we should turn that into like some kind of rap. That, felt, yeah, that we works. That, that almost, works. We just needed a beat. It works. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it was so cool because, you know, one of the authors, she was like, she can resonate a little bit with it. Yeah. But then she's still like, this is totally new to me. I've never yes. heard of Hmong people. Yeah. You know, and so it was, it was, and, and I love that perspective. And so I totally get. Because like, even whole if, let, let's say, even if, I love that idea and the, the outsider, because suppose one of our friends who are not Hmong comes mm-hmm. with us to a Hmong funeral. Yeah. Okay? Mm. And they ask us, why are yep. these things the way they are? Yep. You and I don't even know. Yeah. We're like, uh, we just, <laughs> someone's job to do this yeah, and like hold these things. That's how it's always been since that's we were kids. That's how it's always been. And we never yeah. asked. And now it's, we're 40 years old and it's too late now. Yeah. <laughs> we can't ask these things. We'll, we just have to keep going. No, we just got to keep going. That's what I'm saying. It's that outsider saying, hey, I really want to learn. Yep. And it's mm-hmm. not like you and I can't ask, but yeah. we don't even think to now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's such, yeah. And, yes. and I totally get that. Mm-hmm. And that's why for us with this project, having a non-Hmong person. Yeah co-write it with us yeah is i'm really excited and their their way of saying like okay i'm seeing this i have all these other questions that's right and i love that because it's actually pulling inside of me i'm learning too yeah right so i think when i think about the job i have now the jobs i have before and the job i'm going into now it's it's to be clear health partners employees um this isn't about that you don't know what you are doing i bet you you are doing amazing work it's more of um, if you are doing the work that you've been doing for mm-hmm. a long time and you're conditioned to it, it's hard to think about how do I communicate this to new people, mm-hmm. right? Because you're going to use the language that feels comfortable Absolutely. for you. And if I come in as an outsider, I can go, oh, well, if we're going to communicate this to Hmong people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's going to require more words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's just going to be different. And I think that that differentiated way of looking at who are we trying to serve? Um, better mm-hmm. who's missing it will be different for the monk community as it, mm-hmm. and it will yeah. be different for the smaller community and i think mm-hmm. i said as much in the sahan journal yeah, article that that mm-hmm. it's not just translating mm-hmm. straight translating mm-hmm. it is how do we make people feel like this is the healthcare provider that they want to go to and by the way everyone's actually trying not to use the system mm-hmm. so that's another piece is mm-hmm. is if they have to come into the healthcare system to get care what should it look like? But mm-hmm. we should also work really hard to p- prevent people from entering it, right? Because mm-hmm. we want people to stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. Outside I, I, of I loved that you said that when you think of communicating this, that your target is like your mom. Yeah. yeah. Explaining it to your mom, you know. Because if I can't make stuff make sense to my mom, what no matter what it is, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I've got a problem here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, okay, then I don't know enough mm-hmm. yeah. to be a- able to explain it in a way that she go, oh. 
I understand because the relationship I have with my mom and the relationship I have with any community work that I do is my job is to communicate information, Mm -hmm. not make decisions for them. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I have a very visceral response to that. That my job is to make sure that I'm armed with all the information or as much as I can mm-hmm. that's available to me that I know. And I present it to say you, yeah, and mm-hmm. say, here are the things I know. Mm-hmm. Given this, I hope you have enough to make a good decision for yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. So that that giving you the agency mm-hmm. is really important to me. Mm-hmm. I think I think that that's so when I was reading the article on Zahan article with you and you were talking about your mom going to going to the hospital, you know, with them and doing I just I, I mean it took me back to being twelve, going oh. to the hospital with my Translating, parents. Translating, right? You and I've been doing this for dude, years. It's so interesting because yeah. when mm-hmm. I explained that concept to my wife friends, they're like, Wait, what? I know. I'm like, Yeah, it was very common for my parents or one of my aunt and uncles to call one of the little, call one of the kids and be like, Hey, can you come to the hospital with us? Right. And we would be the translators. That's right. And we would I was, I remember one time I was standing there and the doctor was speaking to me or speaking to my mom and was using all these big terms Yes, Mm -hmm. and I'm 12 and I'm supposed to figure out what they're trying to say. What's the name for liver again? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, and and then I would take what my mom was saying and then I had to speak it back to them saying, she Mm -hmm. says this part hurts. This code switching is like, and Mm -hmm. translating is really hard to do. And I remember being very embarrassed. At one point, you know, like not telling my friends, like they'll be like, oh, like, what did you do last night? And then I'm going to be like, oh, I went to the hospital with mm-hmm. my mom and I, or the doctor's clinic or, or checkup. And then. Why and, were you embarrassed? Um, Because the fact that my parents didn't speak English, like yes. as a monk kid growing up. Yes. Or, you know, and or the fact that, you know, they would come to. Uh, like school conferences yep, were painful. Yep. Oh. We had to translate for each other. Yes. We, all the brothers, we switched for each yes. other. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, and you know, and I don't. I don't blame the schools because we were in a, you know. They're in doing a, the best they can. Yeah. And we were in a school district where, like, there wasn't a lot of Hmong people. You know, so it yeah. wasn't like they had a translator there. Uh, the Hmong people that, where we were in the school district was pretty new. Yeah. You know, it's like the book uh, When the Spirit Catches You. Yeah. A lot of people read that book now and says, how dare they, the hospital. I'm like, dude, this is like 1979. Yeah. Like, early. Hmong, Hmong early days. just landed. That's right. And mm. so nobody knew. And and all these things, like, you know, that's it's a great book. Yeah. It actually that book shows us progress right. of where we are now, you know? And so I remember, you know, parent-teacher conferences were horrible. I just always felt really, like, and yeah, and I'm embarrassed. Where embarrassed, it's, like, it's anxiety-producing, yep. because you know that this is hard for everybody. It's yep. hard for me, it's hard for my mom, it's hard for the teacher. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, be, you. I think you would say now, that was a skill that we developed, a muscle we developed. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sense of empathy yep. of everybody who's involved in this situation yep. where people don't know. Mm-hmm. And now we're trying to make something complicated, mm-hmm. um, easy to understand. Mm-hmm. Like I now know that that is my superpower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, so when you when I look back and I think, oh, when I was doing all the immigration work at University of St. Thomas, mm-hmm. when I was an advisor, oh, I was making that really complicated system mm-hmm. makes sense to students because that wasn't their job. Mm-hmm. They're here to study. Mm-hmm. My job is to make sense of it and say, here's what you need to know right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And then policy. I went into policy because a, I was scared of the word myself. Mm-hmm. What yeah. does that mean? That's work for other people, but guess what? That is work that all of us can be a part of. Right. And mm-hmm. so when I think about in a few weeks entering healthcare, there is a part of me that is scared, like just, you know, all of us have some kind of imposter syndrome, but there's mm-hmm. also the part of me that's super energized mm-hmm. about the discovery. 
right? The mm. exploration, yeah. the going in and, and asking the folks I'll be working with, tell me more about this. Because I love the learning part. Mm-hmm. And then making that make sense to my mom mm-hmm. will be a victory. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. because I still don't really get the healthcare system. Yeah. Did you wrestle? This is probably a little bit of a tougher question, but I'd love to hear what you think of it. Okay. Always with the tough ones. (laughs) Did you wrestle with the fact, because the healthcare, everybody agrees, it's so broken, you know, in the U.S. Did you wrestle with the fact that a lot of people view the providers, the insurers, as the ones who are getting rich and are causing the problems, right? That that's where the, the system needs to be fixed. And is that something you wrestle with? And if so, how do you see your role in... And helping that and ensuring that I feel like we're, we're like interviewing you for the job. Like, I, know. <laughs> I already got it. Okay, yeah, dude, back off. Back like, off. The moment he asked that, I'm like, dude, she got the job. She got the job. Like, oh, what is that answer? Like that, like, I'll answer. Th- I think, I think any one of us wrestles with that, right? Yeah, because we're yeah. all poking at that. Going, you yeah. know, I, I think about the the memes that are out in social media about, oh, Elon Musk is going into space, and then the the meme is. We just want healthcare. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, hey, that's cool, dude. Mm-hmm. Glad you're spending your money there, but there's like a whole bunch of people in our community who just really want yeah. to like get get the care that we need. And so I do wrestle with that. And I, I, I that is a motivation to understand the business of healthcare, which is why I, I said yes to health partners specifically, um, because A, they asked me to join. But B, mm-hmm. they are a healthcare provider. Mm-hmm. And a healthcare plan, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What I've noticed in when I when I'm following news about healthcare or health plans is one will blame the other. Mm-hmm. What happens when it's an integrated continuum like mm-hmm. healthcare, mm-hmm. like That's health partners, mm-hmm. right? Where you have you are the plan and you are the provider, mm-hmm. and how do you make this? And then you say you're going to make this affordable mm-hmm. for whom? How? Mm-hmm. And what are the expenses that go in and make it so people can't, uh, or what are the things that go into the calculus of providing care or a plan that make it so it is not affordable? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know those Mm -hmm. answers, but those are definitely the questions I'm going in and I want to ask, right? And I think the best way to do that is to go into the beast, into Mm -hmm. the system and learn about it from the inside out. Because it's not clear. It's completely opaque to the rest mm-hmm, of us outside mm-hmm. of the system. And you can see why people react, right? You know, like the richest company in Minnesota, probably in the Midwest generally, I think it's number five of the Fortune 500 companies, United Healthcare, right? They're posting massive billions of dollars of profits all the time right. while ordinary folks are struggling to have any kind of healthcare. So you can see how people from the outside without the information look and are like, you It know, doesn't make sense, Yeah, right? what's happening? They're getting rich and we're, I have a huge doctor bill. It doesn't so make sense. That's the idea right. of walking into a place that also is is sort of both is really really interesting, and That's right. and prom- maybe would be a good kind of test case for how change could happen and how yeah. New, so new like things. I'm going into it as a student, right? Mm-hmm. Like okay, uh, they already know I don't know, right? This yeah. is I don't have a background in in healthcare or so you can ask whatever I, question. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I don't have uh, education in in you know I was not a pre med or any yeah, kind mm-hmm. of healthcare related. admin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm going in with, with my interest in wanting to learn, um, my interest in wanting to share that learning, mm-hmm. and my interest in wanting to open doors so other people can be a part of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are my three, like, to do when yeah. I get there. 
That's really exciting. That's that's awesome. You're right. That's a strength of being like an outsider is that you can walk in and because everyone knows that you're not from this field, you can ask whatever question you want, especially yeah. in the beginning. And it's yeah. not nothing's too silly or nothing's off limits because you truly, you know, are sincerely asking those questions. But lots of times people just don't ask them. They don't know to mm. ask them. They're not used to asking. Yeah. And it's for and I'm one I'm doing this for all of us. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because so many of us just don't know. So it's not just for me, but it's, it's for all of us. And that's why I use my mom as the, mm-hmm. as the profile, mm-hmm. yeah. as the prototype of, I'm going to have to explain it to her. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm trying to explain to her now because I do mm-hmm. go to the doctor's appointment yeah. with her still. Yep. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she says, how come it's this way? I want to be able to say, Oh, now I know. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I think for, for me, the redeeming grace for me has been being able to go to my parents. Mm. I like I look forward to that yeah you know and we I kind of almost is like you know my brother a lot of times my brother you know because they live with them and my brother and my sister-in-law will take care of that but when they have a conflict something hey you know mom has to go do this checkup thing like you know can you take her boom on it Mm. and I feel like it's a part of me coming back to redeem myself from being that kid who was Mm. always embarrassed yes you know and to come back and be like no I'm not embarrassed like Mm. I'll probably walk with my mom in here I will I will go up I would grab that piece of you know board that board or sorry (laughs) clipboard fill out everything that's right yeah and just Mm -hmm. walk on them like dude this is what I do because I think as an adult I realized that they would have done every. They they, they did do everything. They for did us. everything mm-hmm. for us. And, and so it's all just like, we have to do is show up like, and fill like out freaking, this questionnaire. Yeah, forty five minute <laughs> appointment. That's all it is. Forty five minutes an hour. I just out of my morning. Like I drive across town. Yes. It's nothing. That's it's nothing. nothing. Yeah. And you I know? I th- I didn't think about it as a redeeming thing, but I think you're right. What was embarrassing before for us yeah. is now an act of love. Absolutely. Right? Yep. And we will take the time yeah. to do it now. And like going back to the story, um, I was embarrassed when I was younger. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, I want you in this photo with me. Absolutely. Right. Yep. The photographer is going to meet you at the yep. shop and I'm going to come over there and they're going to yeah. take a picture. She's like, what's this for? I'm like, just, just show up. Yeah. <laughs> no I'll worries. show you when it gets printed. Yeah. And she was super thrilled about yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it is about, it isn't just um, a job. Mm-hmm. For me, this really is about. Um, God, it makes it sound so hallmark. Um, no, but it is like I know. I, I know where you're going because that's the same it, way I feel. It's a, it's a calling. It's a. Yep. It's a. There's something greater here. Absolutely. That I want to do, and that's why I said to my boss, Doctor Jolly, he when I told him I was, I got, I was thinking about leaving. He's like, what? Are you not happy here? And I'm like, <laughs> I love it here. Yeah. I love working for him. But I said this is bigger mm-hmm. yeah. than, than me. I'm like, this is the, the pole that's tugging mm-hmm. at me. And I mm-hmm. feel like I need to go, especially in this moment, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Where we're all trying to make sense of healthcare mm-hmm. in what year three now of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, when you're, you're saying that, that, that resonates in me. Cause that's how I feel like why we're doing food the way we're doing. Yes. And, and it's, you know I mean? I was a kid who was embarrassed to bring because I purposely stinky food to lunch, yeah, right? But it I've was been even there. worse than that. I would take <laughs> it, I would throw it away, and then bring the Tupperware back to my parents, saying oh, that they, dude. because I was so embarrassed about yes. it. But but now I was too hungry to throw away the food. But good for you. <laughs> no, it was it was like I would rather starve than be made fun of again. Oh my gosh! Oh. You know? Yes. But but now it's complete opposite where it's just like give me a platform like let's talk mm-hmm. about this that's right and you know where you were talking about how you it was about how do you explain it to mom i 
I when we first started this, I remember uh, somebody wrote this thing and says, you know, you are now the ambassador to Monk Food. Like, how do you feel about that? And I just said to myself, Well, that's all pressure. Yeah, <laughs> but, but for me, what I did was I focused it. I'm like, I'm yeah. not the ambassador to Monk Food. You know, I, I don't. That's not how I see it. I mm-hmm. see it as. I get to tell the story of mom and dad through food. Oh, yeah. And it so yep. it, so you know how it is in our community. Like if you do something wrong, there's going to be all these people, trolls that were going to come out and say their thing. And that, that used to affect me a lot. Mm. But now it's like if I can go home, yeah. look at mom and dad in the eyes and say, I want to do something that makes you proud and I'm bringing honor to you. I don't give a turd That's about enough. anything else. That's enough, right? It mm. doesn't matter if I didn't use the right guy for la or right. whatever, right. you know? It doesn't matter if... Because right. if... you can never compete with someone else's yeah. mom's lob. Yeah. Right? yeah. You're making your own. Yeah, and yeah. I, it, it, didn't, it doesn't matter to me. That's right. But, but if I can look mom and dad in the eyes and said, look, mm. like the integrity is the way that you guys raised us. It was the way that you everything about who you are yeah. resonate in what we do. And... Sometimes I do feel silly because it's like, yeah, this is food, you know, like people yeah. eat it and then they go through their body and it's waste, you know, yeah. and, but, but <laughs> it's I, it's very I, descriptive. Yeah. <laughs> but in, in, in the midst of it, like everything that you have been saying about like why you want to take this job, why you want to jump into the belly of the beast, it resonates in me. Cause like, I was like, yes, that's why I want to do it. You know? Right. Cause when you think about the way that you and I grew up and our parents would say, yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Right. And that's how I'm entering this job. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. And to, to, that's a very vulnerable thing to say. Mm-hmm. I'm walking into an area, into a field I don't know. Mm-hmm. And they're looking at me saying, that's great. Because mm. I think that most times, the way that we want to show up is we got this. Yep. We know everything about yeah. it. They're looking for an expert. But I will tell you, the expert model has not worked for many of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And the expert models are those who have been in the systems who have created much of the systems. It's not that they didn't care about us, but the system is shaped by who gets to be a part of it, mm-hmm. right? And so the system is just the system until different people represent those decision-making roles. Mm-hmm. And so coming in as an outsider just to say, hey, I could see why that worked for certain groups, but I can see why so-and-so are not coming into our clinics mm-hmm. or are not ready to embrace this kind of medical intervention mm-hmm. because we haven't talked about it in a way that makes sense to them. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is funny how our parents didn't know mm-hmm. and we felt bad that they didn't know. And mm-hmm. now we are in a place where we said, where we can say, or at least I'm saying now in this mm-hmm. job, it's precisely because I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I've been with people who didn't know Yeah, um, that it's an honor to be able to be in this space to say, that's precisely why I'm saying yes. And it's a strength. Wanna, yeah, it's not a, a weakness. Yeah. 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 It's it's yeah. the empathy thing because like mm. I, I think about that a lot is, you know, when I like I think about the fact that I even going to hospital waiting rooms and I see in the eyes of some of these elderly people who yeah. probably in, they don't speak English and you see a, a, a kid or if you see some young person stand, sitting or standing by them, yeah. you know, Hispanic, uh, Somalian, whoever. You're like, I see you. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm like, yes. bro, I'm there. Yeah. Like I was there. I was mm-hmm. that kid at 12, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know, like that. I mean, just growing up, that's what oh, I hated hospitals. Like, cause like, you go in and you're a kid and it's like, man, I'm supposed to know all this. Th- I don't know what I'm I doing. Know, and then they ask you, 
is she sexually active? Like, yeah. Ah! Yeah. Oh no, my gosh. No, yeah. No, sure. that, no, that was the, the, those were the things where it's I like. I have to fill this out. Yeah. No, those were the things where like when you with like your mom, your dad, your aunt, whoever, yes. and then they ask all the personal questions and you're like 12 years old. And I'm uh, like, no, I don't. You're I like, don't I don't want to know. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't but know and like, I don't want to. That's not the job of a you know, 12-year-old kid that's supposed to try yeah. to figure that out. We grew up way faster and, yeah. and we were not ready for those things, which which I, this is why I think those who have like the refugee experience, the immigrant experience, it, it creates this this like resiliency and, and like just fearlessness. Because mm -hmm. if, if you've gone through the embarrassment of that yep. <laughs> and, and the just you could see that your parents are just trying to just like get the family to survive. Yep. Um, and sometimes it's not always that deep, but because you've seen those days, yeah. um, it, I think it gives us that, um, it gives us that, that permission to just, why not? Mm -hmm. Right. Why not you yet mm -hmm. being the chef? Why not this mm -hmm. role? Even though I don't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. Um, why not try? Because our mm. parents didn't have many uh, options, didn't have many decisions, yeah. and they just made it work. Mm. And I always c contest that to them. Like, I wasn't there, but them escaping Laos. Like, it wasn't like, hey, everyone gather around. Let's uh, have a plan here. And uh, what's, okay, so who's leading? Okay, what, where are we going? It was like, you know, I remember dad tells me, he goes, he had a compass. He turned it south. He started walking. The village people started following him because he was the only one with military training. Yeah. And he's like, we started walking into the jungle and we just went and went for months. Yeah. And we hoped that we would like the, all their, their, their hope was let's make it to that river. And then we, maybe we can cross the river somehow. We'll get to that bridge when we get, you know, you know, like That's we'll get right. to that problem when we get there. That's right. There's no McDonald's on the way. Yeah. We're yeah. going to, we're going to we, have to like carry yeah. everything yep. we need with us. Right. And, and, but we can't carry enough, you know, right. because we can't mm -hmm. be slowed down That's right. and then we'll eat roots and we'll figure something out in the jungle while we yeah. go. And it, it, to me, it's like, it's like this grit. Yeah. It's like nonstop grit. And I realize that working in a Western world, especially within, you know, as we expand and grow, we have, uh, you know, it's all about creating systems, right? Yeah. And I'm horrible at creating systems because I don't, my brain doesn't work that way. My brain is, that's the target, let's go. And I know that half my team gets really mad at me mm -hmm. because I'll be like, we're doing this. We're, when we have our partners meetings, I'm like, okay, we're going here, let's go, let's do this. Let's get, gather this, let's go. And they're like, dude, what are you doing? I'm like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> and like half our argument oh my is that because I'm- Because I can already see us getting there. Yeah, because yeah. I'm so much- I can already see us getting I'm there. I'm my dad's son. Where yeah. it's just like, what? What's the problem? You got feet, you got arms. Let's just yeah. keep working. And we know? and some things you just don't know till you get there. Absolutely. Mm. So th th this is the whole working with within ambiguity. Yeah. Yeah. Is I can't tell you everything that we need to know right now until mm -hmm. we start walking south. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Um, and that's okay. And they and I think any team, mm -hmm. your team, my yeah. team. Need someone to just be calm when they say that. Mm -hmm. Like, we're going to figure this out. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, but here is what we're trying to find out, right? Mm -hmm. And we're just trying to really come up with better questions. Sometimes it's not even about the solution. It's just, what don't we know? Honestly, yeah. Those right? are the best people to work with in any mm -hmm. setting. People right? that are comfortable with ambiguity. They're flexible. They're willing to reinvent themselves over and over if they need to. Those are the best people. People that aren't, like, real rigid and have to have it all spelled out yeah. like yeah 
but it drives your team mad. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> totally. Half I love time. that, but it drives my team yeah. mad. I know. I mean, and that's what we used to, like, that's how we were when it first started mm-hmm. with me and my cousin Chris. Yeah. We're like, I'm like, hey, like, I literally would have a sheet of prep and we rip it in half. It goes, you start there, I start there, I'll meet you in the middle, bro. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's what we did. Right. But now I know, and I'm learning, I think, as I know, and and I, and this is where my struggle sometimes is, is I feel like I'm losing, it sounds so douchey. Let's, but, d- let's like, take this into therapy. Like, What's well, going on? I, well, I feel like I'm losing that edge that made yeah. us like exciting for me, you know, where it's just mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of the unknown. Let's just go. Um, Hey, what if our tent falls or what if the fire doesn't start? Like, yeah. I don't know, we'll figure it out. But now I think our team does thrive so well on a system because the system actually helps more to be more efficient, right? And scale. It's scale, yeah, scale. I was going to say, systems scale. scale you up. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and, and bigger, saves bigger, money, yeah. da, 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 all mm-hmm. that stuff. And I think that I'm just not good at that. So then I am just... Most founders aren't, by the yeah. way. So, mm-hmm. g- so give yourself, you know, grace. This is the story of every... Every, every founder. Founders are visionary. They're the, the punk rock. And then yeah. you need the classical musician to sort of mm-hmm. like structure the whole thing up as you scale it. You know, that's what you're describing. Maintenance you're isn't the, your thing. Yeah. It's, it's the coming up with the, the, the idea, vision. the vision. Yeah. But yep. I think that mm-hmm. my, my control side is like, if I don't know the answer, like I freak out. Like, no, I don't freak out, but I like, I get like anxious. Like I gotta, I gotta figure out the answer. But, that's, I gotta know. but that can be a, a good stress mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. have. Yeah. It just makes me not go to sleep. But what, well, that, that, is this uh, is this therapy session covered by insurance? I think yeah. that's what we need to like. <laughs> I like to think this is. I think I think this is in the plan. Yeah. Okay. Yes. What's the copay? It's like that's podcast right. therapy. What's my deductible <laughs> yeah. here? Um, I want to know. You said Health Partners has eight foundations. I didn't know that. Yeah. So like. That's cool. What are they? What is do you what know does that all do? eight of them by name oh, and who's this director? This is really unfair. And why eight? Why eight instead of one? Like, are they all focused on? So, different? like, think about Regents Hospital, which is downtown St. Paul. Yep. Regents Hospital has its own Regents Hospital Foundation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there are eight hospitals, and each of them have their own foundation. Okay. So Got they it. raise okay. money for research, raise money for awareness yeah. campaign, raise money for community efforts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's really exciting. Yes. That's really cool because that's obviously where you are now and kind of I think that's the 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 kind of the piece that I also bring even though I haven't had that much time but again using that outsider Mm -hmm. perspective with the work that we do now at the foundation and bringing Mm -hmm. the the couple years of experience I have had to that to the work of the foundation I Mm -hmm. think is also like a fun part Mm -hmm. I don't know which part of the three parts I'm gonna have the most fun with every one of them sound exciting to me yeah well that's why you're perfect for the role yeah yeah what um what how do you anticipate your first day looking like there? Because uh, I have so many questions. I'm like, when I'm you just want to enjoy a, a no email in my inbox. Mm, yeah, <laughs> for, first, first time for that'll like be a, it for, for like a few hours. But uh, that's the worst, right? You already yeah. have an email when you open it up from all the like because the IT people set up your computer. I think and they've they, already set it up. There probably things already on my calendar. Yeah. And I'm someone I know it's horrifying for a lot of people, but I don't delete anything. Oh, really? Because you know I, I find either. that that's how I can find things. Mm-hmm. It's true. I my Gmail has it's currently sitting at like fifty or sixty thousand. Oh, I unopened. keep getting warnings that like the storage yeah. is about to. But it's it's that search bar in your in your email so good. It's like a history of your life. It's my life. Yeah, yeah. I, can I can be find like anything. in twenty thirteen. Who was I talking to about this? And you can yeah. just like find it. Yeah, and I I hear from people who are like, oh, I got my inbox down to twenty. I'm like, oh god, that gives me anxiety. Yeah. Like, what happens if you need something? <laughs> 
So yeah, it's my whole life. It's also my, if you ever want to go down a dark hole and like remember things from like you're like, oh my gosh, like ten years ago I was saying that to that person or that person was emailing me that. Like that's it does, wild. Um, it does it does lead you to, to the dark roads <laughs> yeah. too. It's like I, I, well, I didn't I remember get, that for a reason. I get anxious <laughs> if I have like unread email. Oh really? Like I have to clear it. I get super anxious. Yeah. So like I will just go down that red number. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It drives I gotta, me nuts. I, I do read every email. Yeah. Oh. Wow. I scan emails, which I shouldn't do that because I miss yeah. the big stuff. Yeah. Like, why didn't you get it on that email? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. What email? Okay. I have a funny question. I once worked for an insurance company okay. and the life insurance policy that they gave us was not from them and they sold life insurance. Oh. Is your insurance through health partners at your new job? I believe my health partners insurance, my insurance will be from health partners. That would be I'm, wild. I imagine that's what it's it would not, be. If it's not, you need to come back on this that podcast. That would be weird. Yeah. Right? We I went remember. out to bid. And Blue Cross Blue Shield came out better. <laughs> they were so much better. I, just, I remember yeah, I don't, thinking I don't, that. I don't you're, think that's going like, to be the thing. You're like, I make rule, I help make rules and policies for this issue, but I do not use <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, but. What well, idiot. I, I remember because, you know, you get, when you go to a new job, you have new like life insurance and I disability know. insurance and all that. And I remember looking at it and being like, wait, that's literally what we sell. And there, is this better? Is this like a better, like. I wonder if there's like a, I don't know what was the deal behind that. Wow. Now you've gotten me. I will yeah. let you, I'll come back Yeah, for like a Dig third appearance to that's just why, report on uh, that. Boy, that sounds like an exciting podcast, the doesn't it? I just, go, I just go eat sandwiches. Like, <laughs> why would you eat here? Go eat sandwiches. Yeah, go eat so somewhere funny. else. Yeah. Well, Pooh, we wish you all the best yeah. on your new role. We're very, honestly, really excited for you. We yeah. both, when we, when we heard the announcement, we were thrilled. We well, talked about it right thank away. Thank you for so. having me back. It's always great to talk with you and share what's happened and to hear from you both yeah. too about what's mm-hmm. going on with you. I, on a personal note, yeah. I, I feel very inspired by you. Um, just even this conversation, but just reading about this because it's, you're taking on a big task. And I think that, I don't know, like I just feel proud being a Hmong kid, Aww. you know, mm. who's like watching his big sister take on a big task where it's like, this is traditionally not where our people are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's big because like I don't know, sometimes I f- I feel alone in what I do, mm-hmm. you know. Um but to know that there are people who look like me, people who understand our culture, people who are from my culture, from my background that are saying, "Hey, like we're, you know, we're progressing forward here and we're making we're doing these big things." And I think that sometimes I get frustrated i shouldn't say frustrated because it's 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 just my parents like they they know what they don't know yeah but sometimes i'll be like oh yeah our son cooks and it's like okay you know um mm-hmm. and i i love my parents don't get me wrong but i think that there's sometimes that there's that internal at thing. least your mom knows what you do yeah <laughs> well well True. no i mean well <laughs> I'm like, how, well, how do i explain this she, well she does but then it's like you cook and it's like it's more it's that. so much more <laughs> but, I, but i'll i'll talk to her i'll tell no. her about how more you do no um, he's like i have ten thousand instagram followers please <laughs> you know that he's on tv well, yeah. i mean she's been on tv yeah. with you your mom and dad's been on tv it, with yeah. you. that's gotta like but then sometimes <laughs> I, I don't something. know i don't know if you have this struggle but sometimes i had this struggle of like I don't think it's true, but my mind just plays its own game in my head where it's just like, you know, if, if like, hey, one of my little niece and nephew learned how to walk. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, yeah. so great. And then you're just like, dang it. <laughs> like, you know, like, what? You what know? about my new recipe? Yeah. Or like, you <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, the, the, I know. Like our, our, our culture values family so much. They do. That sometimes where it's like, as a single dude who's 37, that's not married, has no family. So 
you know, sometimes I, I carry this burden of like, fudge, like I'm not doing enough, you know, like yeah. I'm not providing the stability of a family that they would desire, you know, because I, but I get it. I get that our parents got us to this country, that they did everything to know that when you have a family, that means a family's going to take care of you no matter what happens. I get yeah. that. But there's still that Western side of me where it's just like, gosh, I don't, you I know, mean, but then of, to see what you're doing, like makes me so proud, like to be you. like, and you make me proud, right? I mean, think about how long we've been in this country where we we didn't see any Hmong owned anything, mm-hmm. right? Let alone a restaurant. Um, mm. So I think that what you represent for us is this ownership, this entrepreneurial spirit, which by the way, Hmong people have always had, but we just never mm-hmm. had the capital yeah. and the wherewithal to actually make it happen. And you're making it happen here. And I would also say, I've come to terms that, that, and like my um, white friends just don't get this, but I'm yeah. like, um, that's you, crap. <laughs> that's that's you. just a better husband. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> it is impossible for Hmong parents to be fully proud. I mean, they'll be proud of you know yeah. it. It's yeah. internalized, but they just it's just they just don't have the language. Yeah, that our white friends. Um parents have mm-hmm. in saying i'm so proud of it. the proudness comes in, in other mean the ways. emotional language the emotional yeah. it's just mm-hmm. like i was telling someone that um that i don't know if my mother my mother's ever used the word i love you mm-hmm. um it'll it'll be said in a in a you almost got yourself killed don't you know yeah, i love you yeah like mm-hmm. it's it's something yeah. else it's just hard for our parents to communicate yeah. this because yeah. just of the way that they were brought up and so all I'm saying is that's that's why we have mm. to celebrate each mm-hmm. other. And I'm here to say I'm proud of mm-hmm. you and I'm telling you I receive yeah. um, what you're trying to say to me and that you're proud of me and I, I, I thank you yeah. for that because sometimes it's just not going to come from our parents. It's going to come out in other ways yeah. and we know that they love them. Yeah, I know. That, that, I, I, that they love us. I don't doubt. Yeah. Like, I don't, don't doubt it. it. Yeah. We don't doubt it. But, but we don't we don't hear enough it, of it. It's like, it's like sometimes like when I see crab with his girls and he just like hugs them and looks at them and says i'm really proud of you i love you we never got that yeah like like when you do that mm-hmm. i'm like mom dad you know like <laughs> i'm like, like oh, yeah, yeah i'm so proud of you yeah. i love I'm you like, all i'd want is that you know because i see the way i'll like, say that to you like, more like, I'm sometimes sorry, like you know like and, and you'll just say yeah. that to your girls like out yeah. of the blue like it's not yeah. It's not like, oh, she did, like, That's brought right. him a drink or something. Yeah. But, but, well, but like, just so that the viewers, you know? the listeners know that our parents do love us. Yeah. Like, they, like I'll, be, I'll be in a Zoom. My office yeah. door is closed at home. And I'll hear, like, noise out in the living room. And then when my Zoom is done, I'll come out. And my mom has the key to my house. So yeah. mm. there'll be kapong on the yep. counter. Food is just, food's yeah. on the counter. I have lunch. Yeah. And she, she did it quietly. She left it for me. Yep. Um, she mm. went on her way and like, that's how my mom yeah. shows mm-hmm. me, um, that she loves me, which is why food yep. is the expression of love. Absolutely. Right. So that's why yeah. the work that you do is so important. Mm. Thanks. I feel like I just heard two people saying, I so appreciate you, I which so reminds me, you. which reminds me, uh, <laughs> listeners check out. I so appreciate you yeah, podcast check out. Yeah. season one, season one is all wrapped up and you can listen to it in any yep. order you'd like. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Thank, thank you, you for having around. me back. Good to see you again. Good to see you too. Hey everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of the White on Rice podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review and subscribe. That really helps. You can find us online at whiteonricepod.com and across social media at whiteonricepod. Thanks again for listening. Mm